Hey guys, if you would like to get to know each one of us better, go check out Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com. Or the app. Get the app. That's better. Okay. Listed in the show notes on the support link. shepherd's fold But I'll keep my focus right on Jesus Set my sights on home I can get distracted Cause the fact is This ain't where I Broadcasting live from Studio 4 here in Central Oklahoma. My name is Devin Birdsong. I'm the virtual pastor. It's the Pod and E podcast. How about it, brethren? We got Brother Dustin Wakely, Deacon Dustin. He's running the dog pound over there. <laughs> Whoa! Don't pull out the doggy jokes yet. <laughs> Welcome, my fellow pet owners. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Brother Dustin? Doing good. We also got Brother Brad Cottrell, the steady song leader. Yes. Yeah. How you doing? Doing good. Excited? Oh, yeah. January 11th. Can you guys believe it? Moving by. My, my, my. Already. Let's just get right to it. Let's go for some. Uh, let me see if I can find the sound. Brother Brad, can we hear from our listeners? There's old Bryce. He's oh, back. Yeah. We could probably recreate it. What's that? That no. old sound? No, you're new one. The new one? No, he said. <laughs> no, she said. <laughs> no, they said. <laughs> okay. There we go. A rev- Don't make fun of the production room, please. <laughs> a review. A review. And just looking at it, it's a review of all reviews. Okay. It's very lengthy. Oh, man. Mm. Where's Og? Yeah. Dear sirs. Is this a typical feedbacker? Yeah, it's been a while since we've heard from this one. Okay. I would just like to say a few brief words about a few things I've noticed on this podcast since I last wrote. It's been a while. I don't agree with you, Brother Brad, when you said you can have church without the pastor, but you can't have church without the church. Has this not already been addressed? I'm not sure. A pastor friend of mine told a story while he was preaching at our church that when he pioneered a church, there were services with just him and his wife. So you can have church without the church or church without the pastor. But it's much better to have the pastor and the whole church for service, including the midweek service. Let's just state the obvious, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's the stance that we all have, sir. <laughs> we think it's better when everybody shows up. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Brother Brad, you were talking about an ostrich a while back and said an ostrich with a big dumb head. <laughs> Brother Brad, I refer you to the words of God himself when he spoke to Job about the ostrich, Job 39 and 17. Okay, we'll look that up. Job, the book of Job. Mm -hmm. 39 and 17. Okay. You got to support ostrich. (laughs) I'm not even going to say anything about it because one will wander up on my back porch (laughs) and I'll be bathing it. With its its foot stuck in the pool cover. (laughs) No, it'll be its big dumb head stuck in it. Job 39 39 and 17. Because God hath deprived her of wisdom, neither hath he imparted her to her understanding. Oh, so the emailer got a, a scripture wrong. So deprived her of wisdom is a much better term. 
especially since deprived of wisdom. Oh, he got it right. <laughs> is a phrase that sometimes applies to people, too. Sorry, I couldn't follow you. And since it's the words of God, we can refer to people and animals in this manner. Okay. Oh, okay. Now we so they got understand. A, they got a large cranium that is deprived of wisdom. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. I would also like to comment on this epidemic of people referring to pecans as pecans okay. or pecans. One Georgia listener even claimed that they could tell us how to pronounce pecans because they grow them. Last I checked, they called themselves the Peach State. This is despite the fact that they grow merely 25,000 tons of peaches in 2018, putting them in a distant fourth place. Calling them out. For most peaches grown. California, on the other hand, grew 510,000 tons of peaches in 2018. Yeah, they're 510,000 bigger than (laughs) Georgia, too. And uh, 14 million tons of liberal pansies. They harvested out there, too. In 2018? Yeah. Yes. Almost 10 times as much as second place South Carolina and more than all other states combined. We Mm. also grow a lot of pecans as well, and we shall continue to grow peaches and pecans here. This is Herschel Self-Ratchison right here. As such, we will continue to refer to them properly as pecans, regardless of what people from Georgia do. If they can't even nickname their own state properly, why should they be allowed to name the fruits and nuts that other states grow, too? As I continue to close, oh, please yes, keep please. up the good work. Maybe, Brother Devin, you will one day tell funny jokes consistently with more practice. Hey, I'm <laughs> getting another feedback that says I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> you all may have wondered why I keep writing into this podcast over and over again with reviews that make fun of you three. Well, I really do enjoy this podcast. And whenever I would wonder if I should continue writing an email or if what I was writing was too much, I would remember how Brother Dustin refers to great women and to married women as heifers. (laughs) I would also remember all the painfully corny jokes that Brother Devin had told on this podcast. When I remembered these things, as well as how much Brother Brad likes to read, I would keep on writing. Mm -hmm. Respectfully yours, Herschel 3.33. Herschel 3.3. And ending with this quote, as always, I believe in an America where millions of Americans believe in an America that the America millions of Americans believe in. That's the America I love. From Mitt Romney. Well, thank you there, 3-3. I haven't heard from him in a while. (laughs) All right. PFYC is the title of this next email. PFYC. This is a supportive email to help flood the inbox of the Potterator in favor of a live live podcast at PFYC. We've already addressed this back in December. Mm Mm-mm. Listening to the Piffney episode, what a relief to hear Herschel speak again. Never do it again, Herschel. Please, never again. <laughs> never that's, speak again. That sounds kind of mean. Yeah. Never do it again? I guess What so. a relief to hear him and then never speak I, again. I guess. Or maybe never be never go so long without speaking. I know. Maybe. I know. He he is a joy to have in studio. <clears throat> he is. I miss him sitting over to we, my left. Yeah. We probably laughed harder. We did. That night of recording, then we've laughed in a long time. That's right. Yes to the PFYC live episode. I've seriously got to stop listening to these episodes at work. Piffney just about ended me. (laughs) I'm also on board and support the live episode at PFYC. We so enjoy your podcast. Thanks for the laughs each week. Lastly, Sister Connie and Basement Bargains is a must. Keep them coming. (laughs) Signed, another listener from Elkton, Virginia. Another listener. Virginia. House Cleaning. Dear highly esteemed brethren, sometimes it seems that the show has more influence on the heifer than a man of the house. That's a bunch of bull. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Hey. (laughs) Hang on just a second. Say that again. That's a bunch of (laughs) 
<laughs> Can you please admonish my heifer not to use the toilet bowl brush to wash drinking cups? <laughs> yes, she should be admonished. <laughs> yes. Do I have a dog in the house too? <laughs> Let me leave you with some food for thought in closing. Leviticus 13 and 41. And he that hath his hair fallen off from the part of his head towards his face, he is forehead bald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that scripture. That's one mm-hmm. that Brother the Deacon picked up years ago now. And it says, for the high on himself grammar cop, Lev means Leviticus. Oh. I, I got that. <laughs> yes, he can discern that. He's not just a grammar cop, but he's a Bible reader, oh, too. Yeah. yeah, that's one that I've pulled out to give uh, a little bit of... Uh, Solace. Yeah. 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 It's been mentioned before. To the guy that's losing his hair. And here's a joke at the end. Which Bible character was super fit? Brother Dustin? I don't know. Absalom. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I got it. Yeah. All right. Christmas songs and podcast. Dear proprietors of a pitiful podcast. Proprietors of a pitiful podcast. Pitiful by even your own statements. Yes. I was greatly disappointed to hear the statement, the song Christmas Shoes is the worst Christmas song in the world. While I have debated with people close to me that Christmas Shoes is a good song, I'm not going to do so here. I understand that people's tastes vary. What disappointed me was that it would be classified as the worst Christmas song. It did not take me long to find Christmas songs that are at least as allegedly bad to eat much worse. A quick (laughs) internet search resulted in even more songs. The main reason I have been told do not like Christmas shoes is because they consider it too sad. Using this criteria, if we make it through December, Hard Candy Christmas and I'll Be Home for Christmas are quite sad without a heartwarming aspect to redeem them. As such, they should be considered worse than Christmas shoes. I fell asleep. But there's nobody describing a death in those other ones. Not that I remember. A few other songs that I would like to submit as candidates for worst Christmas songs are Oh Christmas Tree, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer in its entire form, Santa Baby, and Please Daddy, Don't Get Drunk This Christmas. (laughs) I've never heard that one. I have not heard the last one. (laughs) And these are the ones I thought you might have come into contact with and or I have encountered. I found there are even worse ones, some which have violent or other inappropriate content. One of the former is This Christmas, I'll Burn It to the Ground. One of the articles noted this as being a bit of a parody song. On another note, when you Please. were at, when, when you see, <laughs> see the humor that we had when we said that the song was the worst. When you were asking how to end the last Christmas episode, I thought of a few things I decided to suggest. A sudden unplugging of the power cord would have been a safe option. A more exciting as well as a possibly more satisfying option would have been the sound of the components of the podcast being smashed one by one. <laughs> Hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas to you Merry too. Christmas. And a happy new year. Yes. yes. Did this have a sign off? No, no sign off. Just empty. All right. Candles. The last one. Candles. Empty like his head. <laughs> Soul. His, his big dumb head. <laughs> Did you know that a candle burning smells a lot like singed nose hairs? <laughs> That's pretty solid. That's yeah, that's Which it. makes me think of candle in the wi- in the window. Candle in the window. Yeah. Which is good old Alabama it's song. A longer version of Elton John's song "Candle in the Wind." <laughs> window. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I've got some feedback to read. This is from Becca Sandland. It's an Apple review. It says, "I love this podcast." Five stars. 
Hey, pardon me, crew. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I recently purchased some of y'all's infamous Bing Bong breath mints Mm. for a stocking stuffer for my husband. He has recently answered the call to preach, and I thought, is there even a better way to prevent an embarrassing Brother Birdsong situation (laughs) than with a pack of awesome Bing Bong breath mints? I don't think so. I know they are different scenarios, but it's the same level of embarrassment. In all seriousness, though, I love this podcast so much. If I'm ever in need of a good laugh or to just escape from the cares of this life, I know I can always turn on an episode and get in the service. Keep up the good work. Y'all are such a blessing to so many. Sincerely, just your average Southern Ohio heifer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just accepted it, the title. Yeah. 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 Just, just owned it. And this- congratulations on your husband's new calling. Breath mints. He'll be known as the the preacher with the freshest of breaths. Mm-hmm. And we hope that you're on board with his calling. <laughs> Why do you have to go there? <laughs> I'm just hoping that that's what she had in, on her mind, too. Sorry for that burden that's been placed <laughs> yeah. on y'all's home. <laughs> yeah. Hope y'all's ma- marriage makes it. <laughs> it's a high calling, Brother Dustin. Yes. <laughs> Surely there's no strife. Hope he didn't have to leave a good job to do that. <laughs> I hope y'all don't lose everything that y'all owned. Oh, evangelizing, you said? Sorry, you got to get rid of your wine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope you like living in a camper. <laughs> oh, no, but seriously, it's a great life. <laughs> uh, no, I was really being sincere at the first. Yeah. I Congratulations. That. This title is Ring the Bells. It's five stars. It says JC2007RHT. I think we tried to figure out what RHT meant one time. I don't know. Uh, I said right hand turn. I think it's like a remnant holiness tabernacle or something. Oh, yeah. Mm. I remember saying that. Uh, love the song Ring the Bells and Beat the Drum. That was made famous by our deacon. Yeah, that was good. Would love to hear the rest of it. It comes from J.C. Holcomb. You'll have to stay tuned till next Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hang on till Christmas. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Last one on Apple. This says new listener, and it's five stars. Indiana Girl 07. You think she's seven years old? I doubt it. Probably not. Maybe born in 07. Yeah. Okay. If she was born in 07, would that put her about 15 year old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did that right She'll off. She'll be 15 this year. She'll be 15 this year. Okay. Hey, y'all. So about 15. Yeah. Like I said. <laughs> well, unless her birthday's in December, and then she's still got a ways to go. I understand. Hey, y'all. Hey, tell us when your birthday is next time you ride in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we don't on. get so bogged down. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. Did they say y'all in Indiana? I, it's a, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for what you're doing on here. Y'all always make my Wednesdays so much better. I had to ride in and tell a story, though. So a few weeks ago, I was doing my Bible pace at my wonderful church, school that uses ACE. I just came across the end of the verse, Judges 14 and 18, and nearly busted out laughing in school because it made me think of y'all. So I raised my flag and told my principal about it. You got a flag, Brother Dustin? I do. Won't you raise your flag over there? <laughs> okay. His flag is raised. Um... I raised my flag and almost raised my flag. Oh, no. So I raised my flag and told my principal about it. He's a listener, too. We got a principal of ACE school listening. 
And we both started laughing right there in the middle of school. Keep up the good work. What is the Judges 14 It's the and one, the original, about if thou hadst plowed with my heifer. Plowed with my heifer. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, we're shaping the hearts and the minds of the young. Hey, that's nice where a student and a principal can yeah. have a nice lighthearted moment together. They, it is. They bonded. Bringing mm-hmm. people together. That's yep. nice. Y'all know what that means? We do. <laughs> Can I tell you guys a story? Oh, yeah. I like that. I figure in story form, it'll be easier to digest. <laughs> easier to lie in story form. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you that are new listeners, that right there was the joke music. So this is a joke. I think I have to preface that now with all the new <laughs> listeners. Since the deacon called me a liar several times in the past over that. So there's a couple of cowboys riding. Riding their horses, of course. Yeah. Out through the desert. That... That doesn't seem like it fits, but hang on. It does. They're riding the horses across the hot, dry desert. They're thirsty. They're hungry. Mm-hmm. And no hope of any food or any water. Off in the distance, just past the mirage, they see a tree. And so they make that in their minds the marker. We're going to make it to that tree. Well, as they get close to the tree, they start discussing the looks of this tree. And one of the cowboys says to the other, he said, Hey, uh, what do cowboys say to each other? Hey, partner. <laughs> yeah. I'm having to add to this right. to make it in story right. form. Right. Okay. Hey, partner. And the other one's like, yeah. <laughs> he said, look at that tree there. That looks like a that looks like a tree full of, what is that? The other one said, I tell you what that tree looks like to me. It looks like a tree full of bacon. So they ride up closer to it and they have this debate. And there's bacon hanging off of this tree everywhere. Wow. And, uh, man, you know, a bacon is just a dream come true it to a hungry a delicious man. tree. Especially yeah. to a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Well, being the cautious cowboys they were, one stayed on his horse, and one jumped off and headed toward that tree as fast as he could, and all of a sudden shots started ringing out from everywhere. Totally caught him off guard. The one that stayed on this horse hollered out and said, Hey, partner! This fix can get bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. That ain't a bacon tree. That's a hand bush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to think of all the words, and I missed ham. I had pig and swine and all these others. I tell you what. Pork. That's a good story. That, yeah. that really is a good story. We have a new segment this week on the program uh i've added this from the production room this is our doggy update <laughs> from, from deacon dustin you want to hear that again brother dustin can you tell us how puppet's doing this week puppet is alive and well is puppet in the house yet puppet is in the garage in the garage still yeah i think <laughs> i think what we need to do is we need to make it a goal of ours Maybe we, I'm not asking for any feedback on this. Could y'all pray about this? (laughs) Could we make it a goal of ours to see, uh, let's do like a countdown for how long it's going to take to get Puppet from the garage to the house. Yeah. Because it took zero degree weather to get him out of the elements, get her out of the elements. Yes. Right. And uh, Brother Brad even cared enough about her. We found out last week to buy her a sweater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to even. 
diapers left over from that pack? Well, really we sent, I think no, we, they sent them. We oh, sent them all. Yeah, we yeah. have a fresh oh, bag of diapers. What do you have to worry about? You you told me the dog doesn't shed, right? No. I, mean, it, I don't know. Uh, kind of brings to mind an old word I used to know. Hakuna Matata. It means <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Bring that dog in the house. Well, I'm I'm not worrying about it in the garage. Yeah, but I mean, you know good and well there's going to be a morning when you're sleepy and you get up to go to work and you're backing out of the garage and you hit that. Yeah, let's do it again. You hear that or fail to hear that, I should say. <laughs> and I'm afraid old puppet's going to get harmed. At that moment, I don't know what I would feel. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a multitude of emotions. <laughs> there would be a, a a whole plethora of. Yeah, that's a good one. Good word. Of emotions. <laughs> well, is that all from the from the puppet update? Yep. Okay. It's alive and well. All right. You're listening to Pardon Me News. I'm Blink Burbank. News is next. And now a word from our sponsor. Folks, are you tired of hearing endless commercials about bing-bong breath mints? Or might just be wondering if there is more at poddenme.org? Well, there is. No cap. We have shirts of all sizes and shapes. Not guaranteed to send you the correct size, but we do have them. We also have two new hat styles as well as bumper stickers that will fit on any maker model. Go there now to see for yourself at poddenme.org. And now, news! And now for our first story today, we oh, have a funeral. Hey, hey, hold on, hold uh, on. Yes. Um, excuse me, Blink is that the name? Uh, um, yes. You're not fooling anybody. What are uh, you doing? What do you mean? I'm I'm Blink Burbank. Everybody knows me. <laughs> come on, come on. It's not the regular voice. We have Dink Burbank. <laughs> okay, you got me. Uh, Brooks, is that you? <laughs> this is Brooks Birdsong. Surprise. Oh, man, you're back on the show. <laughs> of course. Who knew you would be at the news desk? What was, happened to Dink? Um, well, he, well, I didn't want to have to say this, but he's fallen prey to... He's not quitting, is he? I don't think he's discouraged. Well, not necessarily. I just, I think it's more of a lack of, of manliness and um, strength, maybe. Maybe resistance. A lack of resistance. Faith, to, too, probably. That's, a, a lack of faith? What does manliness, resistance, and faith have to do with the news department? Well, he got a cough, and he feels like after you get a cough that you can't do anything else. His his whole his whole career has ended for a little bit. Really? Yeah, he, he says, I don't have a voice. Well, he doesn't say that. He says, I don't have a voice. But <laughs> <laughs> So how did you get a hold of this news? Well, of course, I was the first next man up because they always get me on here for ratings. And <laughs> absolutely. And they just asked me to do the news segment and act like there was nothing going on. And we didn't think you'd notice. Well, <laughs> you pulled it off very good. That was very close. You said in your advertisement, no cap, and then you advertise for hats. What does that mean? It's the new lingo these days. It's it's like totally lit, fam. It's like it's, it's totally what? It's lit, fam. <laughs> What's lit, fam? 
It just it's it's a cool it's cool terms. Cool terms. The the head corporate office thought it'd be good to get some younger terms in here. Uh, could we send out a uh, all points bulletin to uh, try to find Dink Burbank? He's got to come back next week. I don't care what his voice sounds like, uh, and I don't care if he's lit, fam. What was the cap? No uh, cap. No cap. What does no. it? What does it mean? What does no cap mean? Use that in the advertisement. That means that you're not telling a lie. That's complete truth. No cap means you're not telling a lie. Yeah, like you're not capping. Do you have the news stories? Let's move on. I do have the news stories. The corporate office said it. Okay. To me. Are you going to read those in your regular voice, please? That other voice was kind of, mm. I think I would have rather dink reading in mean, his broken voice. I mean, I can. You will get more uh, plays this way if it's my regular voice, but the other voice was pretty good, too. <laughs> you think that's what I'm after? Is rating? Mean, well, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but I haven't been on here several times, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brooks, for filling in. Go ahead and read us some news stories. Okay, well, since the great Deke Burbank isn't here, I think there's just no way I can do it the same as him, and I'm going to do it a little bit different. I'm just going to tell you all about it. I can't read a teleprompter that well anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll just... is this Does this have anything to do with your being homeschooled? <laughs> it... it it, it, it definitely does. Okay, well, fire away. If you know what the news stories are and you can report them accurately, I don't care if they're recited rather than read. Okay, well, up first, we have a Colorado funeral home owner named Megan Hess. She was recently arrested and convicted to 20 years in prison for selling body parts. A funeral home owner in Colorado was arrested and sentenced to 20 years in prison for selling body parts? Yeah, she just she just said she was trying to get ahead in life. <laughs> it, it says here that they actually talked to one of the people that bought one of the body parts. Mm -hmm. They said it cost them an arm and a leg. Oh, stop. <laughs> Can we move ahead? <laughs> yeah, the next story is for all you people out there that still have y'all's Christmas trees around and up and mm -hmm. you just don't know what to do with them. Shout out to the shed man. Yeah. A California chef actually recommends eating your tree. A California what? Chef. A California chef? Yes. They say that it actually is a good source for vitamin C. Okay. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> okay. I would say that would be a good treat. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, our last story is about a man that tried to ride from Maine to Florida on a unicycle. A man tried to ride from Maine to Florida. Yeah, he said he was trying to practice his willpower. <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of it, he was one tired guy. Oh, stop. We also have a strange fact of the day. Okay. And that involves New Year's resolutions. Okay. I don't that's, know if y'all make Seems any relevant. Did you know that 80% of people ditch their New Year's resolutions by February? Mm -mm. This is true. And only 9% make it through the whole year. Okay. So maybe you should resolve to eat more and go to the gym less. Sounds like you could keep that resolution. Yeah. Well, Brooks, since I've had to help you through this entire segment, do you mind if I do the hero of the week? No, I don't mind at all. Okay. okay. Our hero of the week is an Australian man named Tyler Reed, who was walking along a beach seawall when he noticed two young girls struggling in the water and yelling for help. When he looked closer, he realized they were caught in a whirlpool and in real danger of drowning. Tyler quickly jumped in, swam out more than 100 feet, and rescued them. 
The girls were sisters, 10 and 11 years old. Both are okay. Tyla, you're our hero this week, and we salute you. From Podme News, I'm Blink Birdsong. <laughs> Thanks, Blink Birdsong. Uh, Dink Burbank, could we have you back next week? Well, from the beginning of Podme, it's always been my goal. It hasn't always happened this way, but it's always been my goal to leave people with something to think about. There are times that I've felt prompted by the Lord to deal with the subject. And look, we love lighthearted stuff. We deal with that on a regular basis. I think right. that's been well established here. But we also want to say some things that really matter. I was reading in First Peter chapter number 3, and Peter deals several times with the struggle that Christians have when they're under severe persecution or there's just adverse things, suffering in their life. And he shows us how to deal with that. He, he talks to us about how to deal with suffering in the world. We're inundated by things in the news all the time, people that are hurting over and over. We've got feedback even to what we're doing here. This has been an escape for a lot of people that are going through some really tough stuff. We've also shared with you in times past about some of the stuff that we've dealt with. We're not exempted from it. As I was praying, I really felt prompted to talk about something that uh, came to my mind. A few years ago when I was teaching the teen class, I felt one Sunday morning to talk about a verse out of 1 Peter 3 that talks about the subject of hope. And in particular, I felt like just telling the young people that go to our church, most every one of them, as far as I know, were raised in church, in stable homes, in a stable church environment. But I felt prompted to talk to them about the hope that is in them. So to my amazement, when I dealt with this verse in Sunday school class, I also felt prompted to warn them that when they lose hope, that suicide is not the answer. And that's a tough subject to talk about. And I've debated, we talked about this before we recorded, you know, whether we should even bring that up because I'm not trying to put things in people's mind that, that should not be there. But I really want to to convey the message that if you feel hopeless, there is there is a way out of that. And suicide is never the answer. It only compounds the trouble. I try my best to point people in the right direction, folks that feel hopeless. But chapter 3 of uh, 1 Peter, uh, verse number 15, he says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. I think that's key. Number one, I've heard people say you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. Referring to the thoughts that we have. That's true. You can't keep thoughts from coming through, but you can keep them from having a lodging place in your mind. Mm -hmm. And if you feel hopeless or you feel helpless, I want to tell someone today that there is hope in Jesus Christ. The way to pull out of that is to sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. That is your mind, your will, your emotion. And, and you know, it's kind of hard to, in the King James, it's, it's hard to understand what he's talking about. You know, do you make God more holy? The word sanctify means separator to make holy. We can't make God any more holy than what he is. I really think what Peter is trying to convey is make him separate, make him above everything else in your heart. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. Have the same kind of experience that Isaiah did when he saw the Lord high and lifted up and realize he's in control. He's above everything. He's above every problem, every bit of trouble that you're experiencing. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. 
And then it says, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. If you're a blood-bought believer, you've got the greatest hope that's placed inside of you. And that is the hope that we have when we get saved, that Jesus has the power to keep us through whatever we struggle with in life. And people go through some really terrible stuff. But the hope that we have is at the end of it all, the Lord's going to redeem us and we're going to be rescued out of this forever and ever. As the Apostle Paul stated, he said, I reckon that the suffering of this present world is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. One of these days, there's going to be a glory revealed that's going to be unlike anything that we've ever experienced in this life. You know, we work with people that don't know the Lord, but I think one of the one of the things that I felt impressed to talk about today is kids in this world that do know the Lord, yet yet feel hopeless. And those feelings and thoughts come through, but I want you to know, first of all, Jesus loves you, and there's a way out of hopelessness. Well, I think everybody needs something to believe in, whether it's the stage of life that you're in at this moment, that it's going to get better, you know, and, and that can be a broad topic, whether you're going to find a companion, whether mm-hmm. you're going to find a job, whether right. you're going to find a course in life that, you know, or or a church or whatever it is. And I think when people lose that, that's where that helpless and that hopeless mm-hmm. feeling comes in. And it's so easy to get your mind off of the bigger picture. Suddenly, you know, all your thoughts and everything is this one. It just magnifies itself in your mind. You know, I've never battled it to the probably the point that, you know, a lot of people have maybe. But I think, like you said, those feelings have, have crept in at times mm-hmm. when you, you just walk away from a situation and you're just like, this is never going to get any better. But then it's so crazy. You get past it. And then one day you just look back and you're like, I just went right through that. And you look and it was the Lord helping you, no doubt. But at that moment, that's all you could see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the danger in that is to, you know, try not to let everything just overwhelm you. And I know that's easier said than done. I mean, we've had people that's emailed into this this program that have talked about that kind of stuff. Right. You can't just flip a switch and depression or, you know, that kind of stuff just go away. But with God's help, sure. you can overcome it. And once you get past it, you look back at it and you're like, I had so many other things going for me, right? but I couldn't even see those right. for just looking at this one thing. Several days ago, I got a text message from a, a person that we had dealt with several years ago that was in a very hopeless situation. And thank God they reached in the right direction. That's another thing that's key. They came to us as spiritual leaders in their life and said, this is, this is where we're at. And thankfully, we were able to point them. First of all, to the Lord, I think that's key. Too many people have reached in the wrong direction. We have one example in the Word of God of a man that was very close to the Lord that that went the wrong direction. He looked to man to try to fix his problem. His name was Judas. He went right back to the chief priests and said, let's reverse this. Man doesn't have the answer. Peter also denied the Lord three times, but he went in the other direction. He decided even when he didn't understand, to go out and lean on the Lord right. and remember what God had said. I think that's very key. But the text message that I got explained that all that had passed now, yeah. Yeah. and it was a huge uphill battle. Not going to go into the details of it for you know to protect this person's you know story, but it was a huge uphill battle. 
that even at times I wondered, I mean, me and my wife talked about it. Are they really going to keep leaning on God? And they shared with me to God be the glory. God turned it all around. And now we're on this side of it and things are vastly different. Right. Well, I think in those situations where it seems hopeless, uh, one of the worst things is thinking that there's no end in sight. Mm-hmm. And there is no end in sight in those particular times. I remember one time I had a medical test done years and years ago, and part of the test was they inject some sort of substance in you, and they say that you're going to experience some of the worst pain and sickness that you'll ever feel, and a lot of people black out. But you'll only feel that for 40 seconds. Hmm. So they said... All right, here it comes, here it comes. And then they were right. Just Mm. intense pain. And I can imagine, obviously that's something physical, but if if you just thought my situation now till it's never going to end, I'm always going to be in the situation. But it was such a relief knowing as they counted down from 40 and counted down, you know, the first however long was, it felt really long, as long as 40 seconds ever. Mm -hmm. But as it got closer to the end, just the relief, it's almost over. It's almost over. And sure enough, I mean, when they said one, just a wave of of relief. Um, And I know that you compare that to your life, and especially for a young person that may be in that situation, um, to the the lost and those that are not, that don't know Christ, um, it's always going to be that way to them. Mm -hmm. But as a believer, the end, it's all fixed. Mm -hmm. And I know that sometimes that means you have to endure for a while, Mm -hmm. uh, but the countdown is on at some point. That pain is going to be over. And well said. The the relief that will flood your soul and your heart when when that time comes and and we get to spend eternity with with Jesus. There's no better peace can be felt than at that time. One of my favorite verses in the New Testament is where Paul told the Corinthian church, "There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Mm-hmm. But God is faithful and will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but right. with the temptation." Also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. It gives the idea that there are times that the temptation or the trial takes us unaware, just out of nowhere. It also tells us that before we ever go in, God's made a way to come out. Just like you were talking about. If you know there's a sunset to the problem, it's a lot easier to handle. And I know what I was alluding to was either death or when the Lord comes back. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, God delivers us quicker than that. He, we does, get, he right. gets us out of the situation, I mean, well before well before that happens. Yep. And there's always that to hope for. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. That's right. There's a lot of verses in the Word of God you can lean on. Amen. Yeah, and I, too, you know, like you was alluding to the to children or, you know, late teens or whatever, I do feel sorry for them a lot of times for stuff that they're going through and mm-hmm. it's not so far in our past that right. that I can't remember some of those same feelings, you sure. know, that the unknown, the anxiety yes, of sir. what life was going to hold for you. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that know me know that dad took a church whenever I was, uh, I think I would have been about 14 probably in Colorado or Colorado, however you want to <laughs> say it, O or A. It was a small church and it was uh pretty isolated when we was there, which that would have been in the 90s. And I don't know of maybe one other church in the state of Colorado that was somewhat like us. In our church, for the majority of the time, I was the only young person there in their teens. Um, My sister was there for a while, and then she moved off. So, you know, there was a lot of loneliness Mm -hmm. that, that came with it. And two, you're in that transitional part of your life of going from 
like a kid, mm-hmm. late teens, then you're looking, you know, at 20s and you don't really have a feel of where you're headed. I remember having conversations with mom, you know, pretty discouraged with the course that it looked like I was on. I just had nothing that was just really giving me a lot of inspiration. And during that time is when me and you got reconnected and mm-hmm. became good friends. And that was a huge thing to me, finding, you know, friendship and you guys and the Blanchard Church. I came down a bunch to that. Yeah. Through that, you know, you just start meeting people that I met my wife to be. We got married and ever so often mom will just say something about remember how hopeless your life looked. Hmm. She's like, look at it now. I have, you know, myself, I've looked back at that. You know, and, and it's brought me encouragement that whatever I'm facing right now, it, it'll change in a few years. You know, yeah. you'll be past that and it'll be something else. And I think that's important for children to to realize that and young adults to mm-hmm. it's not going to stay like it is today. Right. There will be something else. You know, something will give you that little spark that you need to get through this and you'll be on to something else. So be encouraged that that there's greater things out there. Amen. I hope that's been an encouragement to someone today. We sound like three hope dealers. (laughs) (laughs) We have just, we have just dealt a bunch of hope. I'll tell you what, (laughs) on the streets out here, just dealing hope. (laughs) We're going to get busted for hope before this is over with. (laughs) Now, thank, thank you for listening. Everyone that does, and there's a large number of young people that listen thank you for yes. listening absolutely and everybody yeah we love you guys <laughs> yeah see you next week <laughs>